0: what's up everybody welcome to another edition of immortal x friends this is riley and i am doing a short episode from the front seat of my car Uh, i am on a short family getaway for the weekend and i was just able to stop by a shop uh, that is on my way and grab a copy of x-men red issue number seven All of the shops in my area have been sold out of this comic, and I wasn't sure how I was going to get this issue. Uh, So I finally had the chance to grab one and read it. And man, it is just such a great book. Um, So I'm going to talk through... Uh, just some initial thoughts of X-Men Red issue number seven. If you are someone who has not read this issue yet, uh, I'm probably going to drop some bombs that, uh, that you might want to avoid, uh, if you have not yet read this issue. Um, firstly, what I, I, I need to get this off my chest first. I, I feel like I should be ashamed of myself as a young, uh, comic reader. Uh, it, it has not been that long since I began my recent journey into comics, um, And unfortunately, one of the names that I just have not read very much stuff of is Al Ewing. Um, I think that X-Men Red might be the very first book that I've read that has been written by Al Ewing, and that I, I am understanding more and more. Uh, Is a truly a humongous sin So I really need to check out some of his other work Uh, Right now Cody is in the middle of his Guardians of the Galaxy run And he's telling me all sorts of awesome stuff about it So maybe I'll check that out on Marvel Unlimited Um, But man you guys If you are uh, a person who loves the X-Men And you are um, reading any of the modern stuff That's currently happening in the Krakoan era uh, X-Men Red is awesome awesome uh you know i have been going back and forth on if immortal x-men by kieran gillen is the the best comic coming out right now but i think x-men red may have just taken it for me every single one of the seven issues that has come out so far has just been incredible there has not been any filler whatsoever um man i love this book uh so this is issue does a bunch of really cool stuff the first being that it it gives us the death of magneto and like the real death of magneto not just the like oh yeah he died and he's about to get resurrected like no a, a few issues passed um he and storm elected to both destroy their backups the last remaining backups and so we in the in issue number seven, have now seen the death of Magneto, the real one from, um, from his injuries that he sustained when fighting Uranus back in, uh, X-Men Red issue five, I think. Um, wow. And the, the man, the pages are touching, man. Um, you have Magneto, uh, you know, giving a kind of monologue to Storm as she holds, uh, holds him in her arms as he, uh, as he's dying of his injuries. And, you know, he kind of gives her a mission. Uh, essentially, you know, I need you to watch for Charles and and see, um, guide him and push him as much as you need to in my absence. Um, but we also have him, I, I think is a really touching thing, uh, kind of have um, a few moments in Ewing's run of this of this book so far where he thinks about... Uh, His very first child, uh, Anya, I believe is her name, and um, she was not a mutant. She did not have an activated X gene, and so she was not a candidate for resurrection. Um, And he reminisces on her with tears in his eyes, and I think it's a beautiful thing. Uh, especially because, you know, we have this long history of Magneto, you know, viewing human superior, you know, homo superior versus, you know, homo sapien and, um, and what that means that, you know, the humans don't have as much, you know, yada yada, whatever you want to say. And so for Magneto to have so much, um, you know, to have so many meaningful thoughts about his, his daughter who, you know, did not have the X gene. I think it's a really beautiful thing. Um, so you have a really awesome few opening pages uh, of this issue, followed by some really, really awesome plot threads that have been kind of stirring for a while. Uh, one of them being Iska the Unbeaten. Um, you know, since Iska the Unbeaten was introduced in uh, in Ten of Swords, she has kind of been this this foil to Arako That um, if anything that is happening of on Arako is Comes against Iska the Unbeaten, well, she can't lose, you know. And what I've really been enjoying about this storyline, especially, is that you would think that Iska the Unbeaten then is just a straight up like villain, like anything that, you know, we want our heroes to achieve. If she stands against them, well, she's just straight up a villain. But what's been cool is Al Ewing has been able to set her up in a way that, yes. A lot of times her power comes into conflict with what we're hoping will happen uh, with you know, some of our main characters, what we are seeing happen on Araco, the Great Ring, all of those things. But what's been really cool is she's been actually really humanized. And you can see that in a way, you know, her, her mutant weapon, as she would call it, is to not lose. And a lot of time that means that she doesn't have free will of her own. Um, that she is almost manipulated by her own powers. And that's a really cool thing to do, I think. Rather than just setting her up as just a straight black and white villain, she can't lose, which means that she's always on the winning side and, you know, we lose all the whatever. Um, I really enjoy the fact that Al Ewing has been able to humanize her and really kind of make us feel badly for the fact that she can't kind of control herself, that she doesn't have a certain aspect of free will, uh, in this whole thing. And I think that that has been such a cool thing. So for the, uh, not only for sunspot a few issues ago, but for, um, but for the night, uh, the night Fisher, the Fisher King to be able to manipulate her powers and get her to understand, you know, all of, you know, what it means to suffer, what it means to have loss, um, I thought it was a really cool way to kind of not necessarily wrap up her storyline, but it was a cool way to, um, to change her arc from storm has to fight her. They have to find a way to beat the the mutant who can't lose, you know, and what ends up happening is she is outsmarted into understanding what it means to feel loss. Um, and then resigns her seat on the great ring. And I think that is a really beautiful, uh, unexpected way of handling that situation versus we're just going to throw all of our might against Iska the unbeaten and find some way, you know, we have this, uh, you know, do ex machina come in there at the end, find a way to beat her, whatever, what have you. Um, but I really like the way that Al Ewing did this. I think that is really cool. Um, and then finally, you know, uh, you have a few awesome moments with Storm, um, you know, she resigns her seat, uh, as the, the regent of Morocco, who sits in the seat, um, and gets the second vote on whatever. And, uh, as you know, she had just lost Magneto, um, and had held him in her arms as he passed, you have a really awesome moment where Aurora of the storm accepts the seat of loss. And I think it's just, man, so many of these little chess pieces moving around. It's just so cool. Um, the writing is awesome. The artwork is awesome. I love being on Araco and hanging out with these mutants that have all these great, interesting new powers. Um, some of the, the, uh the councils you know the councilman whoever is still left standing some of their powers are just so cool um what a book this is it's just it, it 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 just encapsulates all of the things that i've really been enjoying about comics you have epic moments you have character beats you have amazing artwork Um, and man this book issue after issue it just makes me want to read the next issue I am just I'm already so excited uh, for issue number eight which is still several weeks away Um, and we'll get to see what's happening with Abigail Brand there's been a plot thread going on Uh, you know Cable has some things brewing with uh, you know being against Abigail Brand and some of the, the the shady things that she's been doing in the background Overall, there's just so much exciting stuff happening in this book, and I can't recommend it to you enough. Um, if you've been reading it, I hope you've been enjoying it as much as I have. Uh, I know that Cody is loving X Men Red uh, just the way that I am, but he's not able to stay up with it as quickly as I. Um, he is just the busiest human on Earth right now, so I'm sure that we'll have a conversation coming up. Uh, about this uh, about this as well as immortal x-men, which has been the other one that we are very stoked on uh, As well as uh, x-men written by Jerry Dugan right now um, Anyway, I just wanted to drop a quick episode and talk about some of my initial thoughts on this I just I had the biggest dumbest grin on my face as I read through this whole issue uh, And I hope the same for you if you're reading and enjoying um, Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks so much for listening. As always, please let us know what you're reading, what you are enjoying. Uh, And we're going to try to put out episodes as often as we can to just continue the conversation about comics, uh, pop culture, things that are going on in the world that are exciting to us. Um, And we hope that you'll join us and just kind of chat with us about whatever is exciting you. Uh, as you, uh, as you read stuff, as you watch new things, experiences, uh, experience new media together. So, uh, with that, I will say goodbye for today. Have a great day. Enjoy and read comic books. I will see you later.
1: So Riley did a review of X-Men Red number seven, uh, written by Al Ewing art by, uh, Muzabikov, uh, I'm gonna do mine too. I'm in a car. I'm getting gas, uh, about to go to production for the film, but, uh, I would be so remiss if I did not take a moment and talk about this issue, which I absolutely loved. Uh, there've been a few times where comics have legitimately brought me to tears and spoiler alert, by the way, for what I'm about to say, Magneto's death, uh, and Storm's arms talking about, Make sure you keep an eye on Charles, on Be Wary of Good Men, of just preparing for what's ahead in this whole realm of Araco and Krakoa is is so absolutely fantastic, and one of the main reasons why I just love comics so deeply and dearly. Um, I've been impressed by Red this entire run, uh, but seeing everything that's happening in Gillen's written uh, Judgment Day kind of culminate in this backdoor uh, death of Magneto story and this future of a Rocco story is just way better than I could have hoped for. Um, it's been a big complaint during the Krakoa era that like death has no significance, has no meaning. And I really am just super impressed uh, to see that it still does, and there are still consequences. Um, this whole event has been just a great crucible for some of our characters in regards to what makes someone worthy what makes someone unworthy how you view yourself um and pairing magneto's own like call to being unworthy but doing the right thing uh with iska the unbeaten basically having her own understanding of loss and still being worthy uh is just very cool um i'm not really going too much into details uh And then we got to end on another big, big, exciting moment of everything happening with uh, Cable and WizKid and their investigation into Abigail Brand and just figuring out all the shady shit that this woman is up to. Uh, It's a great time uh, to be an X-Men fan uh, between what gillen is doing what ewing is doing i am still so in and i think riley is too uh this this is just a really complimentary post Uh, i i'm sure riley went into more detail he usually does um but we're just here to say uh we love comics we love x-men we love what's going on uh x-men red uh has been just phenomenal i am gonna sidetrack for a moment because i have time as my gas is still filling up uh to just say that coming off of reading um Ewing's Guardians of the Galaxy run which I just accidentally passed on. I just missed like the first issue when it was coming out and then COVID hit and I'm just now catching up. Uh, It has been very cool to see uh, this guy just play with Marvel Cosmic. Um, There have been some really major events uh, recently with uh, recently, being like 2020, 2021, with Empire, with King and Black, and with everything that the X Office was doing, uh, seeing Ewing pick up all of these pieces while still having a real, like, nice honoring of of Marvel cosmic past, um, and crafting his way, and seeing it end here, um, I love how he can tell such a broad, huge concept story while still really making it just about a few a few key players and having some emotional interactions um al ewing uh was not on my radar before uh before sword uh really which is my own um i've still yet to read uh immortal hulk which i am looking forward to that omni dropping this upcoming year uh but ewing has quickly risen uh to kind of some of my top ranks of personal favorites along with um along with hickman along with morrison along with bendis along with gillen uh so welcome to the club of (laughs) my faves viewing i am so glad you were here um and my life has my life has been better uh after looking forward to your work every every week um when sword first dropped right after uh ten of swords i i very quickly remember texting my friend at the time saying this is my new favorite comic um that transitioned over to red as well uh and i'm very excited to see whatever you do next so uh please read comics if you listen to this and have not read x-men red or any of what i've mentioned what are you doing go read books and don't just listen to me talk uh but we are glad you were here uh thank you for listening to immortal x friends i will be back soon bye